Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Pleasant good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Coles Brown, joined by special guest host, co-host, get that right, in the first hour, Charles Edmund. Charles, good morning to you. Good morning. How you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. It's really cold, really cold and Baton Rouge, Louisiana, about 26 degrees, but we have a show to uh, get through, and and we're going to do that. So, with that being said, today's guest menu looks like this. Of course, Charles Edmond joins me in hour number one. Uh, following Charles Edmond will be Coach Van Petaway, the Carlos Brown Show's basketball analyst. He'll join us talking Southwest Netflix Conference basketball. We'll, we'll just get his thoughts on everything, his perspective. And then in our number two, we're going to talk some swag baseball with the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff head baseball coach, Carlos James. We'll talk, we'll get his thoughts on his baseball team, UAPB. Also, uh, the Andre Dawson Classic in conjunction with Major League Baseball. And then also his thoughts on um, the conference as they get ready for baseball season. And then last but not least, it will be Brandon B.J. Johnson of Inside HBCU Football, and he'll join us on the show. Charles, if we get into basketball, last week, both uh, Southern and Alcorn's men basketball team, they were undefeated. But after the weekend play, Saturday and Monday, both teams suffered their first loss of the conference season. Southern at Graham State, Alcorn at home against Prairie View. But um, we talked about it. It's going to be a long, long race in the conference. Yep, that it definitely is. And, you know, we've had in the last week two one-point games. You know, we beat Texas Southern by one, and then we lost to Prairie View by one. Two great basketball games. And uh, I think it just shows you that you never know what to expect in this conference. I mean, Prairie View, remember their first two games they had to forfeit. And so you wonder, you know, what kind of shape they would be in. 
Um, they led Jackson State the game prior to ours at halftime. And uh, I think they just ran out of gas in the second half. And I think Jackson State executed just the opposite on Monday night. You know, Prairie View executed. You know, we defended the paint. I think we did a good job on the boards, although late in the game they had some key offensive rebounds. Uh, but they got in the paint and kicked it out to shooters, and they knocked down three critical threes that that really broke our back. But then at the end of the day, uh, we had Byron Joshua, sophomore, step to the free throw line with seven-tenths of a second left at home to win the game, and he couldn't knock them down. So out of all of that, the Braves had a chance to win the game. Uh, so, you know, congratulations to Prairie View. They showed their championship moxie and muscle. And I think, you know, Prairie is going to be a team as we get down the stretch to look out for. And now if you look at the standings, you know, Southern and Alcorn with one loss and the Braves have two critical, uh, two critical games in Florida. Now I should be in Florida as we speak, talking to you from Tallahassee. Uh, unfortunately, a few days ago, I tested positive and therefore I was grounded and uh, will be for the next day, day and a half, couple of days. But uh, I've got somebody that's going to do the game. A.D. Drew of the Black College Sports Network will be doing the game for me Saturday and Monday. I think Brian Fulford will join him on Monday. So I appreciate that. I appreciate his good work. And uh, so I'm going to be on the shelf. I mean, I have I have to admit that these things happen. Hate that it happened because I was looking forward to going to Florida. I was looking forward to going to Tallahassee. Looking forward to going to Daytona. But not the case this go-round. But uh, for the Braves, two big games, you know, two games that are going to be trap games if you're not careful. And believe it or not, Carlos, who's the hottest team in the conference on the men's side? Florida A&M. They've won three in a row. They won. Mm -hmm. uh, they beat Valley and Pine Bluff, and they did it without their head coach, who's in COVID protocols, and a couple of their top scorers also in COVID protocols. So they were against it, and they went on the road and got it done, and now – you know, the Braves got to get it done here in a game that'll start in a couple of hours. You know, we talked about uh, doing a season. It, it's it's long and you're going to have uh, some ups and some downs, how you face adversity. And, and, and by the way, big guy, uh, hope everything is well. You'll be all right. You will make uh, the adjustment. But but the fam, you it, it, is on a roll and it really is. Who will be able to sustain the season in the conference play, and then who will face adversity and overcome it. And, and, and I'm sure you're going to see that throughout uh, the, the, the season for Southern men's and women's basketball team. And we talked a little bit about it last week. Traditionally, it is tough going into Grambling state when coach Pew was at Southern university ahead in the women's basketball program. When coach Banks was the men's basketball uh, coach many times, many, and I'll stress that, they will go into grammar with, you know, undefeated records uh, in the conference play or, or very good records. It is tough to win in Grambling State University and throw in the fact that it's a rival. So, you know, I'm not surprised you're disappointed as a Southern alum, but hey, it's tough going in there to win, but that does not make a break the season at this point. But as Coach Wood said, it kind of gets them, it, it, it gives them a lesson, okay, to, to learn that you can't do that. 
you got to always be focused, and, and that's what you're looking at with this uh, Southern basketball team. On the women's side, they lost by 955 to 46 uh, from the field. They only shot 25%. Gramlin shot 37%. Uh, from the free throw, 54% for Southern University. Leading the way for Southern University women's basketball team, Hunter Diamond uh, with 15 uh, points. Also, Genovia Johnson with eight points, but uh, Southern, uh, their only game of the weekend against Grambling State, uh, they they lost that, Charles. And, and this women's basketball team, still only one conference loss, they're still in the thick of the race at this early point, I shall say, Charles. Yeah, it, it is early. And, and, you know, we talked about it last week, you know, it, and no Grambling in the Hobby Arena well. That's a tough building to play and win. We, we've had our head handed to us on the men's and women's side many a time there. I can say that Grambling plays at another gear uh, when they play at the Hobby Arena. And it's just the crowd is into it. Their fans are into it. They probably have the most energetic home fan base uh, in, in the entire conference. I would say top three, top two for sure. And especially when you're playing your rivals, your, your travel partners in Southern University. So, you know, you, you knew Southern's not to elevate their game and play well. Um, they just didn't play well enough. And and now, you know, when, when you look at this schedule, remember now, you're not playing every team twice. You're only Some teams, you're only playing them once. So we only see Southern and Grambling one time, and that's uh, that's uh, in our next homestand coming up. Uh, we, we play Southern and Grambling coming up. So I, mean, I think for Southern, clearly, you know, they they got to get, get, get back on track uh, for Grambling right now. I mean, I think Grambling's a team always down the stretch. They always seem to play well. Um, so, I, I look, I think this is kind of what we expected in the Southwestern Athletic Conference as far as the race is concerned. My little bit of a surprise is Florida A&M doing as well as they're doing, three in a row on the on the men's side. Didn't see that one coming, but, hey, that's, that's what – and they were shorthanded. They were shorthanded when it happened. So, uh, I expect this race to get tighter. I expect teams as they go into Florida, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for us uh, this this week coming up. But uh, I, I don't expect anything else other than a tight race on both sides. Um, you know, you got to deal with the with the COVID issues. You know, our women's team is grounded. You know, they're not they're not playing. Uh, they're not on the Florida trip. And these are two games they were looking forward to because we lost two tough games at home. Now they're not. They have to forfeit these next two games, FAMU and Bethune. So now they've got Southern and Grambling coming in in two games they really have to have now. Because um, I thought maybe we could go to Florida and get one split and just kind of see what happens. But, you know, we dropped those two. Now we only have one win. So now we got to get it going. I talked with Nate Kilbert the other day. Um, he's in COVID protocols. You know, he says it's, it's, it's time to get it going because I think the top eight teams go. And so you look at that, one win. You know, we're on the outside looking in, as, as you like to say. So, I've, But, again, there's still a lot of games left. You know, a lot of things can happen, and some teams can get hot, and hopefully the Lady Brace can get hot. Well, on the men's side, Charles, uh, Southern University, they dropped the 83-77 to 77 decision to Grambling State. So, 0-2 and two women and the men and for Southern University, they were up by one at the half, 44 to 43. And then in the second half, they were outscored by seven. So the difference, six points, 83 to 
to 77. The Jaguars shot 51% from the field. Grambling State, 52% from uh, beyond the arc, 40% for Southern University, 35% for Grambling. So once again, can't stress it enough. It's tough going in to Grambling State University. The Jaguars drop to their rivals both on the men's and the women side, Charles. And, and, and uh, I, I really believe this, though. Um, this next home stand, of course, Southern University today against University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. And then uh, that's Saturday. And then Monday, they got Mississippi Valley State. The recipe never changes. You got to win at home. And then you got to have some success on the road. And, and by the way, you're talking about FAMU and Southern University went into – uh, Tallahassee, and we're able to, to to get two on the road. That's Lanyap. If you go on the road and you win both of your games, so um, they have an opportunity to kind of continue to play well and face adversity, o- overcome it. Uh, Charles, if we can now, let's just switch a little bit. Uh, Coach Dooley, the Southern University football, uh, he completed his coaching staff. And we're gonna we're gonna put up uh, some of the new additions on Southern University staff, and it, it, it's really uh, welcome home for one. Terrence Graves was the interim head football coach at Graham State University, but now he's coming back home at, for, at Southern University. What are your thoughts on on, on that, Charles? I think it's I think it's excellent. I mean, you 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 look at what happened in the last game there, the Bayou Classic, um, and what he was able to do there. I, I think great momentum for him individually, and uh, for him to come back, you know, to Southern University. I'm really impressed with Coach Dooley's staff overall. I think you know Coach Graves up and down the line. You know, I think Coach Dooley has done a nice job in filling out his staff some pieces and some people that Jaguar Nation is familiar with. Um, just as an outsider, you know, if if Fred McNair brought in some Smalker Knights and people that all core fans are familiar with, I think they will they would be happy with that. Um, we're looking for a defensive coordinator right now as well as a strength and conditioning coach. We'll see how that goes. But I, I think when you are a head coach at the collegiate level, and you bring in people that your fan base is familiar with, I think that always helps. I think that makes people comfortable. And I think that's what Coach Dooley has done by bringing in Coach Graves um, as a special teams coordinator, linebackers coach, and assistant head coach. I'm sure he's going to be leaning on him quite a bit. Um, you know, he knows on the defensive side of the ball, he he knows his stuff. And, uh, hey, I am, I'm, I'm happy for him. And I think overall, as far as the staff is concerned, Coach Dooley has – assembled a really good staff and it's just a matter of coming together, you know, putting the pieces in place and we'll see what signing day comes, you know, how they yield uh, talent on signing day. Cause it's, it, it's, it's competitive out there. I mean, you see what Jackson state's doing. It's a lot of people in the portal, you know, that conversations come up again in terms of uh, recruiting from the portal as compared to freshmen and building it from the ground up. That conversation has come up. I saw a post on Facebook the other day, you know, someone thinks they just forget about the portal, you know, recruit freshmen. I just think that's just not realistic right now. I just think coaches are under pressure to win right now. You get experience, you get talent, 
you know you can get it on the high school level. There's a lot more on the collegiate level. Uh, so all that, you know, all that will play a factor. But overall, I'm I'm happy as a fan, as a SWAC fan, as someone that covers Southern and loves the Jaguar Nation and Southern University. I think Coach Dooley is doing it right. Fans are going to be comfortable with that staff. And hey, let's go. Let's let let's see what happens come first Wednesday in February, spring ball. Once Southern t- kicks kicks off the season. Now let's just see what happens. Yeah, and ultimately, it's going to come down to to win and losses on on the field. Uh, Southern University, as uh, other uh, institutions, right now, you got one more weekend. Next weekend is the last weekend. You can bring in recruits. I think you you're going to see a mixture of high school recruits. Southern University had a big class in this this weekend. High school, you're going to have a a, a mixture of kids from the transfer portal. And, and yeah, as we see uh, also uh, a couple more additions uh, to the staff, assistant director of football operations, Earl uh, Mackey, also uh, Sean Wallace. Now, you remember that name, Sean Wallace, um, played at Southern University, a safety, um, has some experience at Mentorship Academy, uh, charter school in, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but now he's going to uh, uh, join the staff at Southern University. And Sean Wallace, man, and, and what sticks out about Sean Wallace, he he was an undersized safety. He was a guy in 1993, Coach Richardson's first year there. Um, he's kind of was a he was like a, a, a renegade, a bad boy, but he was able to <laughs> to change on the field and i never forget it, it was maybe a the final scrimmage a couple of things went wrong and and the coaches were frustrated and sean wallace from all accounts from what i've been told called the players only meeting and they got it right in their first game the first game under coach richardson was in the superdome against northwestern state Southern university blew them out so you look at a guy like that who has overcome adversity now he's going to be on the coaching staff and we often talk about getting opportunities here's another chance of opportunity so a, a young staff mixed in with some veteran uh coaching coach grave you just gotta love him he's back and him and coach Dooley have a relationship for, that goes on a long long time so I, I look forward to it. Spring practice starts in March. When you look at this football program, expectations are going to be high. And right, you see the recruiting that's going on, Jackson State, Alabama A&M, and boy, by the way, Grandma State University. On, on social media, Grandma State was able to flip a, a commitment. And again, commitment means committed until they actually sign on the dotted line. Now everybody's in the uproar, and, and hey, who wants to be at Southern University? Who wants to be at Alcorn State? They're going to be there. You go with who you have, and you go for it. No matter how many stars that recruit has, how much potential, it goes to this. You still got to coach up those those players. And when they leave from that university, have they become better? Were they a better student or a better student athlete than when they first got there? Uh, I'm excited. It's it's yeah. It's a lot of pressure, Charles. It's it's a lot of pressure. But you're seeing all of the institutions doing 
very well in recruiting. And again, you got to remember, it's wants versus needs. What do I need to make my program better, whether it's basketball, football, baseball? What do I need? You get to take care of that first. And then wants, that comes second. That comes second, needs versus wants. But as you can see, Earl Mackey, assistant director of football operations, congratulations, Coach Terrence Graves, back on the bluff. And also, you look at Sean Wallace, safety coach, back home. You got you got to really be excited, Charles. You really do. I mean, I'm excited for for the SWAC as as a whole. We we said it this time last year. We we couldn't wait, and now. You know, with Hugh Jackson coming on board and, and all the, the hype and hoopla behind some of the players he's flipping and signing, just like we all are trying to do. You know, for me, you know, I, the excitement is there, but because I'm on campus and I get a chance to mix and mingle with the coaches until I see some of these kids on campus, then that's when I kind of really that, – then that, that tells me a lot right there because, let's face it, some of the kids that you sign, they never make it to campus for whatever reason. And so, therefore, you know, your excitement is tempered a little bit. But for me, I'm always excited to see the names. And then I want to wait and see, if, are they on campus? Are they in? Are they on the field? You know, so let's let, let's see how that goes. I mean, clearly what Jackson State is doing is tremendous, but other you know, schools are doing the same thing. And we know Jackson State is, 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 is now the hunted because everyone's trying to go for them and try to match what Coach Sanders is trying to do there. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I mean, the excitement for Southern, the excitement at all corn, got some pieces to replace, got a quarterback to find. You know, we got a kid from Louisiana Tech, uh, a transfer that I saw I saw the interview with him, a good kid. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. That quarterback competition is gonna be as fierce as it's been probably in the last seven or eight years, considering all corn's quarterback has always been groomed and ready. This is the first time in a number of years that that hasn't been the case. So there, it does for me give me a little bit of anxious moments because you could get a kid like this kid from Tech that's got the experience. He may be the number one. He might not be. You know, so it's you know it, it's going to bring some angst to Braves fans to see who the number one quarterback should be. The kid from Memphis from last year that didn't that didn't hit the field. Will he be the guy? So I think there's going to be a lot of conversation in Braves Nation in terms of who's going to be the quarterback. And of course, you got to have that. No quarterback, no chance. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shapes and evolves during the course of the spring. And it's interesting with Coach Dooley, known as the offensive guru, great offensive mind. But if you look at so far the commitments and, and where he's going, he's going on the defensive side. And so thus, one of your famous chants, Charles, Dog Day D, will it return? Because if you look at it defensively, they had some issues last year. But it's very interesting. It's very interesting that the assessment that Coach Dude has made, he's he's plugging into the defensive side first. And then I think everything else will, will fall into uh, pieces. Um, I'm seeing everybody. Good, good, good morning. To everyone that is watching, uh, Ralph, Holly, appreciate it. He says, Mr. Edmund, is Alcorn baseball schedule finalized? And we'll, we'll just start reading some of the, the comments. Michael Cavalier, good morning, Carlos and Charles. Good morning, Michael. 
Uh, Michael's a big Dallas Cowboy fan, so I, I'm not going to say anything else <laughs> about that. Well, I, you know, I can't talk. I mean, Saints fans, Saints fans didn't make it, so hey, but Charles, your Rams are still in it. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> Yes. I st- yes. I still think I- it was a conspiracy going on with the Rams <laughs> against the Saints. Yeah. Well, well, well you know, uh, Carlos, believe it or not, I was going to try to do a, an, an, an intel trip if I made it to Florida. I don't know how far it was going to be from Tallahassee to Tampa, but, you know, we, we play tomorrow at 2 o'clock in between trips. I was going to try to get to Tampa, if only for a couple of hours, to take a selfie at Raymond James Stadium and and get back on the road just just be a part. Of that. that was something I was really thinking about doing. Um, you know, of course, wasn't going to be at the game, but just just to be a part of that ambiance. I thought I thought that would be pretty 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 neat. But for Dallas Cowboy fans, it's just it's rough. It's brutal. I tell you, you know, it's uh, I don't know what else to say. You know, the Cowboys just can't seem to get out of their own way and. Uh, but, well, you know, I, I do think some changes need to be made. I mean, when you don't get to where you want to be, when you when you falter like that, there's got to be some changes. Now, changes might come anyway, which your OC and DC might be leaving, but some changes got have to happen with that organization from top to bottom in the middle. I don't know, but something has to happen. In the NFL, when you don't get to the Super Bowl, when you come up short, whether NFC Championship or AFC, whatever the case, when you don't get there, some changes need to be made. Even if it's minor, just to show folks that you got to make a change, something's got to happen there in Big D. I don't know what, I don't know what, when or where or how, but something's got to happen. And I think, you know, I'll say the same for my Rams. If the Rams don't get there, because they're all in, they don't have draft picks, they, this is it. You know, they don't have much after this year if they don't get there. If they don't get to the Super Bowl, which is in their own home stadium. So just that's that's just my NFL take on it. My NFL ran on it, and uh, I don't know. For Cowboys fans, I feel for you, and uh, I might be saying the same thing this time next week if if the Rams fall off the cliff at Tampa tomorrow. Well, I know one thing: a lot of teams are built for the win now, and if you don't win now, the results are they're they're going to be changes, and maybe. On another show, we can talk about one of the things that you, you've seen also, like the head football coach at the Miami Dolphins got let go. What after one season, African American head football coaches in the NFL, you know, they recycle coaches. But once again, here we go talking about an opportunity, and whether you make it or not is based on the opportunity. And once you get there, what what happens? So. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of get into more of that in, in, in future shows. Um, Varick, good morning. Um, he said Sattler was injured. That was a big, big injury that he felt that the Jaguars, because of that injury, was, was one of the reasons why, or the main reason why uh, they lost. Ralph says, does anyone have a football schedule a lot? Well, I had Coach Banks on couple of weeks ago, director of athletics at Southern University, and his indication was the announcement was uh, coming soon. But as far as conference play, pretty much you know you kind of flip the conference schedule from the previous year. Edwin, appreciate you uh, tuning in. Do you agree that there has been a lot more focus this year who is on the coaching staff? It used to appear to me that, oh, well, it went a little too fast, about HBCU fans. Um, but now, 
I, I think because of what's going on and, and the climate of the country now, you're getting top recruits. Uh, looking back at HBCUs, I, I really do believe it's important to on your staff. And Charles, I often talk about position coaches. They need opportunities to financially be rewarded more because they work closely with the student athletes. And you, you, you've got to, you've got to have a a good staff around the head coach. He can't do it all. Nope, nope, he can't. And and you know, you've always talked about it. It is true. I mean, it's it's saying without saying. Your 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 staff is what makes this thing go. Head coach can only do so much. So again, if you get the right guys at the right fit at the right time, I think you will be fine. Now, I think the, the problem though is what we're seeing right now. There's pressure to win right now. It's the win ment- It's the win right now mentality. And I think for all the stuff that Dooley has done and his hires, people expect Southern to to be off and running right now. And I think that's where I I, I would say slow down a little bit. Because there are going to be some players on that roster that are not going to buy in. They're going to, just like it is in any change in any company, there are going to be some employees that are not going to buy in. They're going to leave or get let go, whatever the case. So you got to factor they'll all that gone. stuff in. They'll be gone, Charles. If yeah, you don't buy in, be gone. So it's, it's just like a I, private I business. And, Correct. and I think so, expectations but, have always been high, no matter right. Correct. what and institution so, so, you're at. So, so when it happens, then you got to find replacements, and it's not always that easy. And I think we think as fans, you got to be able to plug and play. It's not quite that simple. So I, I think that's that's why I'm a little bit more patient when it comes to coaching hires. Got to give it a little time. When I say how much time, a couple of years. Um, I think it takes to flush things out to get it lined up correctly. Sometimes it happens right away. Fred McNair. Was, was was the head coach when Jay Hobson left, but a lot of those pieces were already there. McNair kept things status quo for the most part, and you see the run that we had. That's kind of the exception rather than the rule. That doesn't typically happen now. Typically, new coaches come in, they flush it out, they keep a couple of coaches, and you just kind of go from there. So there's going to be a period of adjustment for Coach Dooley, just like it is for Hugh Jackson. There's going to be a period of adjustment. Some players not going to make the grade. Some players are transferred. So we'll see. And, uh, and I'm just saying, let's just be patient. I'm a grandma nine. I'm patient. You know, I, I, let's see what Hugh Jackson does. He's making a lot of big splashes. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it all evolves. Yeah, Charles, you are, you are patient. You're very patient. And, and we often joke, if me and you were a director of athletics, which we're not, I'm sure people will say, I'm going to work for Charles because he's going to be patient. <laughs> And Carlos is not, he's not going to be as patient. Well, I think I'll be fair, though. I'll give you all the tools you need to work with. And I won't micromanage. I will say simply this. If you have a problem, just come talk to me. Let me know. I'll work with you. But at some point, my head is on the line. Charles and your head will be on the line. So you've got to have a good, competent staff around you. But Business is business, and that's what happens. So with that being said, let me take a break. Um, We've kind of talked about Southern University's coaching staff completed, gotten to a little bit of recruiting. 
talk to a little bit of you who are watching. We'll continue to read your comments as well. Coming up next, we're going to visit with the, the basketball coach, Coach Van Petaway. He'll join me next on the Carlos Brown Show. We'll be back after this timeout here on the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. It's been difficult because I hadn't been able to see my grandchildren. An expression on someone's face when you do something nice for them. I miss all my friends in school. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccine. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. to Clinton Paris and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. Wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. They say things are bigger in Texas. Well, Texas Cowboy Dust delivers big flavors every time. A flavorful blend of onion, Himalayan pink salt, dried shiitake mushrooms, and other ingredients that pair marvelously with steak, other red meats, and just about anything else you can cook. This versatile blend is all you need. Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Some carriers will give you just one measly entertainment subscription. One is no fun. With Verizon, there's up to seven entertainment subscriptions with your unlimited plan. That's seven times the... <laughs> Seven times the... No, no. Seven times the... Yeah. Music, gaming, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, ESPN+, Plus, and more. That's seven times the entertainment. Because everyone deserves better. And with plans starting at just $35, better costs less than you think. Bounty versus the old family dish towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. 
Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dash as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. You see Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology, protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head & Shoulders scalp shield, never not working. It's been difficult because I hadn't been able to see my grandchildren. An expression on someone's face when you do something nice for them. I miss all my friends in school. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccine. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. to Clinton Paris and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network, joined by Charles Edmund and now guest coach Van Petaway, former men's basketball coach at Alabama A&M. And coach, uh, good morning to you. I know you love to hear that human jukebox. Good morning, sir. <laughs> good morning, Carlos. Yeah, it, it brought back some bad memories because when, when that pup band was <laughs> Was was loud and 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 in charge. That means that you were in trouble when you were in there. FG Clark. <laughs> yeah, I I understand that. And, and coach, it was always a pleasure to 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 see you at least 
come to the F.G. Clark Activity Center. And, and Coach, um, could you have been a coach at Southern University? Would, would that have been something that maybe you could have done in, in, a, in a different time? Yes, yes. Uh, I, I've always liked the atmosphere at Southern, and I like the program, the overall program. I, I think that uh, Southern was one of the first schools in the SWAC that, that really put an emphasis on athletics. So, you know, I would have enjoyed working for Southern. Yeah, but, you know, you look right at home with that maroon and white <laughs> and, and, and Alabama A&M and then um, talking with you before some of the uh, matchups with, with uh, Coach Whitney, Coach Job. Oh, boy. It, it, it's been some outstanding coaches on the basketball side in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, Coach. Right, and they continue that trend right now. Uh, you know, they, they, they've got a, a, a group of coaches now that are really getting it done. Um. Uh-oh. I think we may have lost uh, Coach Petaway for a second, but but um, Charles, it's uh, Petaway about the conference race as well in the Southwest Athletic Conference, and, and then that's where I, I was going on to. But um, if you look on, uh, we'll, we'll start on we'll start on the, on the women's side. Of course, Jackson State Charles is humming along, five and zero in the conference. Now they're above five hundred overall on a five game winning streak. They're five and zero in conference. Uh, Southern and Alabama State tied at number two, four and one. Of course, the Jaguars on a one-game losing streak. Alabama State, they've won two in a row. Then Arkansas Pine Bluff, who is in the F.G. Clark Activity Center today, uh, they're four and two, and they're they're one of the hottest teams uh, with a four-game winning streak. And then Prairie View and them, three and three. Texas Southern, three and three. Grandma State, two and three. Alabama and them, two and three. Fam, you. Two and three, but then Cookman one and four, Alcorn one and four, and Mississippi Valley State uh, one and five. Of course, the Jack, Jack State Lady Tigers sit atop the league, five and zero. Uh, FAMU's Dylan Harden was Tab Player of the Week, while Texas Southern's Andrea Avent was named Impact Player of the Week. So when you look at it, Arkansas Pine Bluff, Coach uh, Thornton coming in. Today at the FG Clark Activity Center, that's that's going to be a big matchup because they're one of the hotter teams with on a four game winning streak. Yeah, I mean that's that's the one team that I'm really looking forward to seeing that I haven't seen that much of. You know, I understand that that she 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 got some she has some really good players that fit her system, um, and, and they play together too, Carlos. You know, if you follow her on social media, probably from the summer, they do a lot of stuff together. That bond and that camaraderie that that they have between players and coaches. They have a lot of fun. And I think that that breeds success as well. I think Coach Petaway would know when you have a team in which players and coaches are all together, they're having fun together. When it comes to business, it seems like fun. And I think that's what, that's what helps that program. And Don Brown, Don Thornton is that kind of person. She likes to have fun. She likes to be loose and, and, and that team's playing together. And, uh, but it's going to be a test though. It's clearly going to be a test these next couple of games, you know, to see 
you're going into two tough places, Grambling and Southern, and you know I, I'm anxious to see because then, because then uh, when when you look at that, then they got Alcorn coming up, and then they've got Jackson coming up. So I think you know for them, if they want to stay in the top crust of the conference, these are two games that they need to get. If they split on the road, I think it's a it's a positive thing for them. But uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see how how Pine Bluff continues to evolve. And I understand they got one of a really good player from Texas coming in next year that uh, I've seen her on social media. She's really good in the backcourt, got a lot of moves. And, and I'm just – I think UAPB is a team that's up and coming. Coach Coach Thorne has that team going pretty good right now. Right. And, and Charles, Coach, the, you, that that game is was the game that I was really looking forward to this weekend, seeing if Pine Bluff is for real. You know, they, I, I think uh, it's, it's a big test for them. And – uh, this weekend will tell a lot. And then the other thing I was looking to on the women's side was the uh, Alabama State going out to Texas. They've got to win out there if they want to stay close to Jackson State, because that you know that that race is on the on the women's side. That's that's a three headed race right now or four headed race right now. And those four teams, they've got to be consistent. You got to win at home, and you really. You can have no less than a split on the road in order to try to stay up with Jackson State. And, and Coach, um, Jackson State women, you know, they're, they're, they're the favorite. But if we look at um, last year, Alabama State really gave them a, 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 a run for, for, for their money. Can anyone have success against Jackson State? Are they going to have to earn this conference regular season title. Well, I don't think they're going to give it to them. They, they got to earn it. But And, and they're, they're sitting pretty right now. You know, they're, they're going out. They're taking the Florida road trip. And these road trips are going to be very important because Jackson State plays well at home. So if they can go on the road and steal a few games, then that that puts them in the driver's seat coming, coming down the stretch. But I, I think the other teams, when you look at Southern, you look at uh, – uh, what Pine Bluff is doing, uh, these teams are not in Alabama State. They're not going to just let Alabama uh, Jackson State walk away with that title. They they're coming after them. They're coming after them. And, and and coach, talk about and me and Charles talked about it in our number one Southern on the women's side and the men. They went into Grambling State, and we've seen over the past year that's a tough place. Throw in it's a rivalry. They walked right into a buzzsaw and and conference play, and boom, you run into a buzzsaw, Charles. We talked about it in hour number one. Um, yeah, Southern on the men's side had an injury, but still, it's tough to win in Grammar State University. But there will be a return game when Grammar State comes to the FG Clark Activity Center. Yeah, I mean that that's the that's the thing about it. You know, you gotta look at these schedules to see because you're not playing everybody twice like it used to be. There's some teams you're only getting one time. You know, we're only playing Bama State and AM one time. We're only playing Grambling and Southern one time. Um so I'm if 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 you get that team one time and you got them, then you won't see them again perhaps to the tournament. But these teams that you're looking at again twice, you know, we got to go to Texas towards that's our last road trip of the season for us. 
But it's 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 tough to win on the road in this league. And I think with teams that are going to Florida, it's the first time. And it's even though you got two places, Dayton and Tallahassee, probably 200 plus miles away, it's still a different kind of road trip. I mean, you, you know, most teams are going to be flying. Uh, I know our, our, our men are busting it into Tallahassee. They're going to bust to Daytona and then fly home uh, from Daytona back home. You know, in conference, you're used to these bus trips. But flight trips are a little bit different, a little bit more protocols involved. You know, so it, and so, and, and you're used to being at home Tuesday at some point, Tuesday morning, in which you won't get home the Tuesday afternoon. So I, I think on the road in this conference, I think if you look at the angst for Texas Southern and Prairie View, I think those teams are going to be tough. I think Jackson's going to be tough. You know, they won two in a row at, at, at home. I think they're going to be a tough out down the stretch. And this is kind of what I talked about last week or a couple of weeks ago. You know, I think in the next couple of weeks, you're going to see just about every team get their legs. And I think the race will really be exciting these last few weeks of the of the season, especially the month of February. I think the month of February in this conference is going to be something Something to look out for, because I think barring injury, barring COVID, I do think teams are going to, you know, get get to another gear. And if you're not ready, you're going to go down. Yeah, I, I would agree. And uh, this race now, if we look at on the men's side, you've got Southern and Alcorn. Both this past weekend suffered their first conference loss, but they are on top of the conference at four and one. Uh, all corn four and one fam. You uh, we talked about it on three game winning streak. They're up to now three and two in conference play. Grambling State three and two, Alabama and M three and two, Alabama State three and two, Texas Southern three and three, Jackson State two and three, Bethune Cookman two and three in conference, Arkansas Pine Bluff two and four, Prairie View and M two and four, and Mississippi Valley State one and five. So with that being said, uh, Southern Alcorn State still at the top, fam. You right on their tail as far as um, playing well right now. And if we look at the schedule uh, for today, uh, Mississippi Valley State, of course, is at Gramlin State, Alcorn State, and this is this is on the men's side, and and, and of course on the women's side, Alcorn uh, women in uh, COVID nineteen protocol uh, at FAMU, Jackson State at Bethune Cookman. Arkansas Pine Bluff at Southern, Alabama State at Purdue and and Alabama A&M at Texas Southern. And then Monday, we look at Jackson State at FAMU, Alcorn State at Bethune-Cookman, Alabama A&M at Prairie View, Alabama State at Texas Southern, Pine Bluff at Gramlin State, and Mississippi Valley State at Southern. Edwin said, it looks like the SWAT schools have made the internal adjustment that they need to keep their team and staff Available. Varick says Sattler was injured. That was a real big reason for the loss. But you know, Charles, I think Grandma State fans would say, and boy, they were active on social media. Uh, two in particular, they were very happy. They now feel that they are the thorns in Southern side. Here's what I mean they mentioned the winning the Bayou Classic, six, and now they have. Uh, Defeated them in basketball, although they they they'll face each other again, and then they were able to flip a player who committed from Arkansas to Southern and then the Grambling State. So they're, they're, yeah, yeah, Charles, they're feeling pretty confident. Right now, 
They feeling pretty. That's close why you gotta time. love it, Carlos. That that's why you gotta love it. I mean, because fans are what fans. Any little any little edge, any little thing that goes uh, teams' way, the, the fandom of that school is gonna is gonna do that. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. So that that's what makes it fun for one side. That's what makes it aggravating for another side. I get it. I I, I see I see all of that. I don't have a problem with it at all. I just hope that, uh, and just for me personal, I just hope it doesn't get too disrespectful because sometimes we can lean that way sometimes when it comes to certain schools in this conference. We can be that way, and I hope it doesn't, you know, I hope it doesn't go that way, but that's kind of where we are right now. Oh, well, Charles, it, it, it's okay. Look, hey, it's HBCU love on the field of competition. We go at it hard. We go at it real hard, but at the end of the day, even Mr. Brown himself will show love to Jackson State, his number one team that he likes to pull against in the conference. But we must remember that and and, and put it in uh, perspective. So, hey, I understand. It's going to be competitive football in the fall, basketball going on right now. Baseball is going to be competitive. In the next hour, when I talk with Coach Carlos James, we're going to talk about the uh, Andrew Dawson Classic in conjunction with Major League Baseball. Jackson State, for the first time, is going to participate in the Classic. You're going to have FAMU back. You're going to have a lot of teams back, and it's a way to kick off the baseball season. And then also, uh, we're going to get his thoughts on on the swag baseball tournament moving uh, to, to, to Birmingham. So it's going to be competitive on all sides, basketball, baseball. You just got to love it. It is an exciting time, Charles. And then when you look at the culture, Jackson State pulling in some five-star recruits, um, everyone is just now trying to up their game as far as want to be competitive. And, and I, I look, for it to be competitive and it, it's going to be exciting times and still and still with that all that being said we still have to um, uh, be safe and continue to deal with uh, a, a pandemic that's ongoing yeah i mean i'm hey I'm, I'm right in the storm of it i'm quarantined right now um and that's why i'm not in florida so it, it has impacted me and, and just trying to be safe hopefully i can come out of this come monday but uh, Sandy Pugh was not on the sideline uh, for the last trip that Prairie View had against Alcorn and uh, Alcorn and Jackson. She was in protocols. FAMU, their men's coach, was in protocols. A couple of their top players uh, were in protocols. So it's it's still it's still out there. It's still something to deal with. And again, in our Lady Braves, you know, we've had unfortunately we've had to forfeit these two games in Florida. Our head coach, assistant coach, there was a possibility that we could have made the trip. But then as the numbers kind of dwindled, you got to have seven players. Uh, we didn't have enough to make the trip. So therefore, the games, uh, you know, have been forfeit. And those are two big games that we, we kind of need because now, you know, with one win, you know, we're in trouble. And, you know, we got to win these next couple of home games against Grambling and Southern to kind of get back into it. Then we got to go to Valley of Pine Bluff. So it's, this is just the unfortunate part. I think people are trying to be as safe as they can, but, you know, you don't want to risk anything. And that's why that's why you have these protocols in place. So 
mean, this is this is still here, and so we still have to continue to do the best we can. I'm looking at some of the comments, and uh, Edward says, "Can anyone with a board game handle <laughs> Jackson State basketball?" Yeah, they they are the favorites. Um, they have done very well. Coach Reed has done an outstanding job at Jackson State, and their expectations are always high, and, and it should be. And so there there are a couple of teams, Edwin. I think um, on the women's side, one being uh, Alabama State comes to mind first. Uh, Southern University, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, we'll, we'll see. They're up and coming um, program under Coach Thornton. This this weekend will be a test for them. You know, we've said you, you want to split on the road. Can they come in and, and, and split on their road trip? I, I think it'll it'll come down to, to those four teams, but particularly Jackson State and Alabama State, and then throw in Southern University on the women's side. On the men's side, Southern University, uh, they have to con- uh, t- the men have to continue to play well. Um, y- you want consistency, and-, and Ralph also said in the comments that he'd like to see more four and five star recruits um, in-, in-, in basketball. I think that's a goal. That's somewhere. That's a place where you you, you would like to go. If if you can get that done, hey, that's fine. But for me. Whether it's four stars, five stars, one star, two star, three star, the bottom line is when you get a player in their program, they fundamentally sound, they get coached up, and when they are senior, you can say that this player came in maybe with some deficiencies, he worked on those, and he's a better person and a better player as he is uh, – made it through the, the, the program. And, and, I, and I get it, Charles. I understand it, 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 it's win now, but I always say the expectations has always been high, at least in my opinion. But you've got to be able to, 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 to coach these young players up in the program and get them better. Yeah, you got to win, win now. I understand that. The pressure is to win right now. But at what cost? I still say you got fun- fundamentals. It's like building a house. If that foundation is not straight, you're going to be in trouble. You got to be selective of who you bring into the program. And it's got to be three, uh, a great fit. And and those are three things are, are, are constant. The X factor or the X is the unknown when you're going and getting players to come into the program, even when you recruit them out of high school, you, you, you've got to really know the person plus the player or the player plus the person. Charles, I know you got to get out of here. Closing comments. Yeah. Uh, I know there's a question about our baseball schedule. Our baseball schedule is on our website. Um, so that that's, that's in place. Um, we don't have any any midweek games. We basically have uh, we open up with McNeese, and then we got our conference games because our coach arrived so late on on the scene, couldn't really get those midweek games scheduled. So that's that that's the answer to one question. And I go back, Carlos, to you know the whole four star, five star thing. I get all that. You know, we're all trying to elevate our talent, but I, I'm looking at the next level. I'm looking at will some of these players get drafted. Uh, I said that a few weeks ago, I'm anxious to see in a few months 
Will some of these players get drafted? You see the combines, you see all this other stuff that's going on to get these players recognized and looked at. Now will they get drafted? I think that's that's the next step. You got Deion's coach Deion Sanders, you got Hugh Jackson, NFL guys, Eddie George. I'm 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 looking forward to seeing will they make a difference in terms of helping our players get drafted or get play professional football. I think that's that's where I'm looking at right now. And hopefully with their names, hopefully with their connections and contacts, we can we can definitely see that. I, that's what I'm looking forward to. I think the four and five stars and building a college football team, all that will take care of itself. But now the next step, can these guys get drafted? Can Dion help these guys get drafted? Can Hugh Jackson help these guys get drafted? And when I say help, I mean, are we going to see – are we going to see Mickey Loomis on Southern's campus? Are we going to see Bill Belichick at Jackson State? I mean, I might be stretching this here, but I think that's kind of the next thing I'm looking at. Because I think as far as these teams are concerned, these rosters, all that stuff will flush itself out. But we're going to see, you know, these players want to get drafted. They want to play pro ball. We'll see if that happens. And if these names, these coaches can help get them there. That's what I'm looking at next. The old stat, now I'll close on this one. It's not actually an old stat. The majority of the players in the NFL right now, for those who really get, you know, caught up with the stars, Charles, take a guess. Is it five stars, four stars, three stars, two stars, or one stars? The average player that's in the NFL now, when they came out of high school, guess which star uh, they were? Three. So it still goes back to getting them coached up. Got to do it. And and I hope for the best that those who want a career in the NFL, um, we've seen HBCUs over a period of time, you know, have some of the best players in the NFL. So I, I wish them uh, much success and those who are trying to get to that next step. That's the NFL. Well, Charles, we'll appreciate the time. We'll talk again next week. Stay safe, and uh, you'll be all right. You'll be back on the playing field because you are a four-star. That gives you something to work for. That gives you something yeah, to work right. for, okay. for the five-star. So yeah. if I say four, yeah. you'll, you'll work just a little bit harder, but you get my but Take care. Take care, friend. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Carlos. Take care. All right, will do. Going to take a quick time out. I'm scheduled to join with uh, Coach Carlos James. Um, we uh, lost Coach Petaway, but we'll, we'll look forward to having him back next week. You're watching the Coles Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. <laughs> wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. They say things are bigger in Texas. Well, Texas Cowboy Dust delivers big flavors every time. A flavorful blend of onion, Himalayan pink salt, dried shiitake mushrooms, and other ingredients that pair marvelously with steak, other red meats, and just about anything else you can cook. This versatile blend is all you need. 
Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Some carriers will give you just one measly entertainment subscription. One is no fun. With Verizon, there's up to seven entertainment subscriptions with your unlimited plan. That's seven times the... <laughs> seven times the... No, no. Seven times the... Yeah. Music, gaming, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, ESPN+, Plus, and more. That's seven times the entertainment. Because everyone deserves better. And with plans starting at just $35, better costs less than you think. Bounty versus the old family dish towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. You see Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head & Shoulders scalp shield. Never not working. It's been difficult because I hadn't been able to see my grandchildren. An expression on someone's face when you do something nice for them. I miss all my friends in school. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccine. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. to Clinton Paris and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt.
back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. I'm joined now by the head baseball coach at the University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. Great first name, great last name, Coach Carlos James. Coach, uh, good afternoon to you. It's afternoon now. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm glad to be on your show, man. I haven't talked to you in a while. You know, you and I always get up. Uh, throughout the year and talk. Um, and uh, so it's good to see you and uh, good to hear your voice, man. Yeah, same here and Happy New Year. It, it, although it's, it's been a few weeks, but Happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, Happy New Year to you, sir. Well, you too. Thank you, sir. With that being said, um, of course, Black History Month is coming up next month. And um, in celebration of Black History Month, a news release, the Andre Dawson Classic, the tournament launched in 2008 by Major League Baseball to highlight historically black colleges and universities and their baseball programs will return to New Orleans for the eighth time with games hosted at both the New Orleans Major League Baseball Youth Academy and Maestri Field at the University of New Orleans. Participating teams, and I have a list right here, Alabama State, sixth appearance, FAMU, second appearance, Grambling State University, 10th appearance, Jackson State, 1st, Purdue A&M, 7th appearance, Southern University, 14th appearance, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, 4th appearance, and the University of New Orleans. So, Coach, uh, a great way to to kick off the uh, the early part of the season, or this early season, uh, 2022 uh, SWAC baseball season. Your, your thoughts on um, participating in the Andre Dawson Classic. Uh, I think it's a great thing, uh, especially for for black college baseball to be showcased that way uh, in in injunction with you know Major League Baseball giving us the opportunity to to showcase what we have uh, in front of a national audience. I think it'll be two televised games uh, this year, uh, which would be uh, I think uh, the, re- the rematch of the SWAC championship game. So you'll have Jackson and Southern playing against each other, and I think FAMU is in, in one of the other games, I think playing against Grambling, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I think those are good uh, ways to, you know, showcase our programs and our conference, you know, and give our kids some national exposure. Yeah, that's the beginning of the season. Then at the end of the season, the tournament, we talked a little bit about it last week, big news. Um, the SWAC 2022 baseball tournament is moving to Birmingham Regions Field, Regions Stadium. Um, give us your thoughts and 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 as a, from a coach's perspective, the decision that you guys, the input you had in, in, in making that move to 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 Birmingham, which I looked online is an outstanding facility. Yeah, it's it's a great place. Uh, I think uh, to play a SWAC tournament. And, as, and, you know, with Birmingham being probably the, the midway point for all the schools, especially when you just added uh, Bethune-Cookman and Florida A&M, and then you got your Houston schools, you know, uh, far west there, and then you got your, your northern schools like us and, and Valley and Alcorn. You know, I think it's a, it's a really good central place for everybody to get to. Uh, I think that the other thing is, is it's not as expensive as New Orleans. New Orleans is a great place to have a tournament. But, however, the expenses are very high, especially during the times that, that we're playing, you know, uh, at the end of the season. 
down there. And um, and I just think after last year having it in Huntsville and the crowds that they had, I think that's that's another uh, a good indication that it, it'll it'll go over well. Uh, and also our, our SWAC office is there. Uh, the headquarters is in Birmingham. And then during that time as well, you'll have the SEC tournament going on too. You know, so again, it's just about giving our our uh, conference some exposure and then giving our players some exposure. So now with the SEC tournament going on, uh, probably, you know, 10 miles away over in Hoover, you know, you're going to have scouts there, you know, all week watching the SEC tournament. And it'd be easier for them to just kind of drop by over to Regis and see uh, what the SWAC has to offer as well. So I think it's a really good thing, uh, you know, as, as well as I do, uh, Dr. McClellan. He's done a really good job of, 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 of upgrading the league overall, you know, not just in baseball, but in, in every sport. So uh, it's a good venue, and, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how it's going to turn out. Well, Coach, you know, I, I always have an inquisitive mind. Um, were there any other uh, cities discussed? And, um, and if that was the case, what stood out that Birmingham was able to get it um, according to the discussions uh, you and the other coaches had? What, were there other uh, cities discussed as well? Well, you know, originally it was supposed to be held in Jackson uh, at, at Smith Wills. And it was supposed to be the home there for like three or four years. And, and just unfortunate with the pandemic happening, uh, the, the, the group over at Jackson wasn't able to really get the field and the facility up to par uh, for us to be able to host there for, you know, like three or four years. Uh, so, you know, Dr. McClellan and had to try to look and try to find a place. You know, then, you know, last year, Huntsville kind of stepped in at the end and saved us uh, and, and gave us a really good tournament. Uh, down there and then this year with scheduling conflicts we weren't able to go back there um, so that's when Regions came in with, with City of Birmingham and their mayor has al- always been trying to get SWAC events you know there in Birmingham as well so it was kind of easy uh, thing to do uh, but the future uh, for what I understand it, it, the SWAC tournament probably is going to land in Mobile Alabama uh, they're building a new facility I think named after Hank Aaron um, and, and and so I think that's that's probably going to be our permanent home, hopefully starting next year. Interesting. Um, do you know what the capacity will be of this new stadium that they're uh, they're going to build? Well, from what I understand, I think it's going to be in conjunction with a, uh, they, they're going to have a minor league team as well. So you, you're probably thinking it's probably going to be sort of like what Regents Fields is now. Um, and, and it'll be a place that, you know, the tournament will be there probably for, you know, three or four years, you know, because what, what we're trying to yeah. do, what we've been trying to do is find a destination spot to host our tournament every year where, where people can plan, you know, they, they'll get to know the city. If you, if you are a, a rabid fan of your, your school, you'll know every year the SWAC tournament for baseball is in Mobile. And I know my hotel, I know my way around. You know, I know right. how to get there. I know that. So, and, and, and that's what we want to do is, is have a place that we can call home uh, for, for the baseball tournament because we feel that baseball, and you, you and I talked about this before too, we feel baseball and the SWAC can compete nationally, you know, and then with the, the uh, increased 
revenue with our football programs now with the way, you know, Dion's got in there with Jackson and you got Hugh uh, over at, at Grambling and, and the way, you know, football's beginning to generate money, you know, that's going to help baseball out to be able to compete more, you know, on a national level. So uh, we look forward to uh, just continue to grow our brand. Yeah, I think that would be great, uh, especially the points you bring up where you'll be able to plan and, you know, uh, a year or time in advance where where it's going to be. And uh, Mobile, you know, on, on the coast, I, hey, I'm for it. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a deep south guy, so I, I, I love the beaches and down that way. And um, I, I think it will be uh, great to, to, to look to see if that when that when that happens. Um, visiting with Coach Carlos James, head baseball coach at the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, how about your team, Coach? Um, I'm sure you've been able to, uh, to make some assessments and and, and now preparing uh, for for your upcoming season. What are some of the highlights that you like about your uh, baseball team? And and of course, uh, always looking online at your facilities. Seem like you're always upgrading. Uh, that you, you excited about the 2022 uh, baseball season? Yeah, um, you know, last year, for the most part, every every game we started, you know, seven to eight freshmen, um, and and as the season went on, you know, just to be honest with you, they took some butt whoopers last year. Uh, but the good thing about it is, every day they kept coming out and competing and working hard. And uh, as the season, you know, got toward the end. You know, we didn't win a lot of games until the end, but but uh, they got better, you know, and, and they never shied away from competition. And it, it kind of culminated in the last weekend of the, of the, of the uh, conference where we had to we, – we faced Grambling, and, and they had destroyed us early in the year. And all they had to do was win one game to be the Western Division champions, and um, our guys went down and swept them, you know. And that showed me right there the, the resolve – and the fortitude that they have, you know, as, as players, you know, so I know this year coming in, in the fall, you know, it was a different mentality. You know, the guys, they came in and they worked, they know, they know they have to close the gap. Um, we were able to add some, some uh, Juco pitching and some guys, some transfers for some D ones, you know, so that that's going to help this pro this uh, team out a lot because pitching has always has been our Achilles heel which with most teams, you know, in the SWAC, is just finding quality pitching. But um, I'm, I'm proud of the way our guys have, have responded, you know, so far, you know, in the fall and, and since they've been back, you know, so they uh, – we should be pretty good. We should play, you know, just off the top of my head, I, I just being honest with you, I think we should play in the middle of the pack. And if we can get a good start, we'll have a chance to uh, make a run at a title. Coach, and, and speak about um, as far as now with family and Bethune Cookman in, in, in the conference, is there a divisional play yet? Is that something that, that they'll look at in the future? And um, just kind of what, what it means to have those two programs into the, the, the conference? Well, you know, that's huge. You add two programs. Uh, with the statue of Florida A&M and Bethune-Cookman, you know, into your conference, it, it, it kind of pushed our rating up, you know, a little bit higher. Uh, you know, this year, of course, we'll, we'll stay east-west divisions. 
there will be some cross division play, but that just the coaches, we kind of did that on our own this year. Uh, we do understand because of the pandemic and everything going on, it's hard for it'll be hard for us in baseball because we do go down and we play three game series here and there to uh, play everybody right now. So, but that's something that that we've discussed, you know, uh, in our in our coaches meetings. We discuss with the conference office, and then we have to come up with a proposal to where we can discuss it and and and, and get the presidents and the ads to okay it. You know, but we, I just really feel down the road, once all of this pandemic thing in and every kind, everything kind of uh, evens out financially, I think we'll get to a point to where we'll, if not play everybody, we'll have a rotating schedule. Well, you know, this year I may end up playing, you know, Bethune and Alabama State. And then the next year is Alabama A&M and Florida A&M, you know, just kind of rotate them off. And to where we'll have a true, you know, league champion, and um, and I think it'll 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 iron itself out just over the years. And you know, the Western Division, and last year, if you kind of look back, um, I, I guess from my opinion, and you correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I was surprised Prairie View uh, did well. Uh, of course, uh, Grandma State lost Coach Cooper. Um, mm-hmm. they played pretty well. Your team, as you stated, got got better. One thing, good thing about playing a lot of freshmen, they don't stay freshmen, so no, they know what to no, expect. No. Uh, so, how, how how does the West look to you? The, those 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 teams that that I mentioned, and boy, I can't forget Texas Southern, who coach always yeah. scares me. Coach Robinson, my goodness. Yeah, well, with Prairie View. You know, if, if, if you kind of watched our league over the last few years, uh, Coach has done a really good job. He, he started out with a lot of freshmen, you know, and he took he took a beating there, you know, that first year or so, and then those guys grew, you know. And then last year he had a, a senior-laden team. You know, he had a really good mix, but he had mostly guys that has been in the program, you know, three or four years, and um, they played well. Uh, and, and, and that's what you want to see in the conference. That's what you call balance. You know, uh, in the West, there's no never a clear-cut favorite. You know, usually the favorite team in the West never really wins. And then you watched, uh, uh, you know, Texas Southern. They started out good, and then, you know, they just kind of they, – they had their bumps and bruises as well. But then Southern, you know, they didn't start out too well, but they had that championship pedigree. And once they got into the tournament, it kind of – it turned on for them. You know, nobody. I I didn't think they was going to win at all last year, um, but they end up. You know, they did a really good job because we thought Grambling actually, you know, had the team to win the you know the division and probably go into the SWAC tournament and have a chance, you know, to win it all last year with the way they had been playing. But uh, our side is just so competitive, uh, and and now the whole conference is just so competitive. I mean, who would have thought? You know, Jackson ran off all those wins last year and they get into the tournament and, you know, Southern wins it. You know, so um, that's just kudos to the coaching, I think. Um, and then now the administrations are beginning to put, you know, more emphasis on baseball, uh, which is allowing us to put a better product out on the field. Interesting. Um, and it was a lot of discussion after the season, as Jackson State had a tremendous season, of course, and they lose in the uh, tournament championship game. 
and a lot of people were, were talking about here's a here's a, where Jackson State wow couldn't it get an at large bid? But I think that is the bigger goal for this conference where that happens. You don't win the tournament championship, but you had a great regular season and your non-conference schedule is competitive one day. That's the goal to be able to get in that instance, like Jackson state and at large bid. Yeah. And that's one of the things that the conference office has been working um, with us with, you know, they come up with some type of way of scheduling uh, where we could probably maybe eventually start scheduling like Ohio Valley or Southland or ASUN teams as our non-conference, which would build our conference rating up. You know, a lot of our schools, we have a lot of ties with a lot of NAIA schools uh, and D2 schools because, you know, they're your sister schools in your state. Uh, You're used to playing them, but that's something that we're going to have to eventually start to get away from. Uh, so that we can uh, increase our power rating in our uh, conference, you know, with our scheduling. So that's our next step. That's something we've definitely Mm -hmm. looked at as a conference uh, is getting to a point to where we can play all Division I schedule uh, against other conferences to where when we do have that situation with uh, a Jackson State or Alabama State or, you know, Southern or whoever gets to that and becomes the second-place team, they'll still get that at large bid, you know. And a lot of I think will help with that too as well, as you know, with us getting FAMU and Bethune Cookman out of the MIAC, you know, and that kind of knocks their rating down. Which, and what we as coaches, what we want to try to do is steal that bid. You know, as as that league begins to I, I hate to say use the word dissolve, but just if you look at what's going on in the MIAC, especially in baseball, there's not many baseball playing schools left. Uh, in the MIAC. So, and then with the Ohio Valley, we feel that we can compete with them head to head already anyway, and the Southland, you know, so uh, if if we can continue to do better in our scheduling, um, uh, programs begin to to continue to build their facilities, I think we can make that jump to where we can get, you know, an extra team into the tournament. And, Coach, I've looked at your schedule over the years, and particularly the non-conferences. You've played the Arkansas, of course, in your state, uh, the, the Missouris, and now kind of looking at a few uh, teams' non-conference schedules. Um, you're, you're, you're seeing those non-conference games like a, a three-game weekend series. Um, that has to help, correct? Yeah, it's huge when you when you get a chance to play up. Uh, on your weekend and your week and your midweek games, um, like this year, we will leave New Orleans and we'll go to Mississippi State. Um, then we got Arkansas and so on and so forth. And then you just watch, like Texas Southern. I mean, uh, Coach Robinson. You look at their schedule; it's kind of murderous, you know. But but they do play a lot of big schools early. Um, and the same way with you know, like Southern and 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 the rest of the teams in the conference. You know, they they have done started to do a really good job of scheduling but the thing is with the resources that we're beginning to get in our programs it's it's not a thing the way you schedule them knowing that you're going to get beat now you know that you got a chance to compete when you go in there it, it, we don't mind scheduling those schools you know so hopefully it can just continue to get better like i told you with the football part you know football drives all all the colleges and with what's going on now with the popularity that Dion has brought well, not the end. I'm going to say Coach Prime has bought into the swag. 
and and the other visible coaches in the swag that has made you know football become self-supporting that makes that other money that they was normally putting in football it, it it filters down to baseball and when it does that now we have a chance to go out and recruit better players you know not saying we don't have good players now but there are players that end up going to power five schools that we can't get but the fact that we don't have the recruiting budget so we don't have the facilities or the technology in our stadiums uh, to be able to to get those kids to come, I think now with the with the rise of football, and then I think we'll be okay eventually, and we'll be able to compete at a high level. And scheduling those schools is not going to be a thing to where you schedule them knowing that I'm just getting the money and I'm going to get beat by 20. You know, like next year we open up third weekend, we got LSU for a weekend series. So um, it's going to get better. It's just going to take some time. Except time and, and speaking of that, uh, coach, and of course, you run a baseball program, Arkansas Pine Bluff, and we've had a lot of discussions uh, with the transfer reporter. And in doing this interview, I talked, you mentioned um, utilizing that. Um, a big discussion high school recruits now with the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I've talked to some parents who basically are concerned that those spots normally, you know, when you recruit high school and then they matriculate from a freshman to a senior, now they're getting, there's less opportunities because of, of, of the transfer portal. Then you, not to mention JUCO. Is it a case with you, with you, that you mm-hmm. still build your foundation through, through the high school athletes, but you kind of uh, sprinkle in the transfer portal, and then, of course, the JUCOs are forgotten. Um, is that a legitimate concern about parents? It, it should be. Um, it really is. I mean, to be honest with you, that that's the business part of, of, of athletics that has has gotten ugly um, because of the transfer portal, because of the, 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 uh, uh, the JUCO piece comes in even more because of COVID. So what happened with the JUCO piece in COVID is you got kids that have played one or two years in college that got years given back to them because of COVID, right, uh, that are more mature and then coming to your program, played two years of JUCO ball, and they still freshmen. You know, uh, so that hurts that high school kid, you know, especially the high school kid that's going to be recruited by a SWAC school, uh, that hurts. And then with the transport portal, with the power five kids being able to move around or the mid-major kids being able to move around at will after one year, that also hurts um, your your regular high school player. I'm going to say that, you know, the, the, the high school player that needs to, you know, kind of would normally get a scholarship and you go, hey, this kid will probably, by the time he gets to be his sophomore year or junior year, we'll be able to, to uh, play him and things like that. It hurts that kid. Because that that kid in high school that's a a top prospect, so to speak, he's going to go to the the bigger D ones. They still recruit those guys, you know, in the Power Five. But what it hurts that is that that bottom tier of high school kids that still need some more seasoning. They may be a little bit raw. Those, those kids are the ones going to get left out because of the the JUCO uh, piece and the transport portal. Because you got to understand, like I said, it goes back to being a business. As a coach, you know, at my school, I, I can just say, talk about Arkansas Pine Bluff, you know, we got six and a half, seven scholarships, 
and which one you think I'm going to take that's going to improve my team better? I'm going to take a Juco kid that's been played two years that's still a freshman when he comes in or a sophomore and I got three years with him? Or do I go get a high school kid that I don't know, he hadn't played against any college competition, you know, so I'm probably going to get that Juco guy. Or if I got a chance to get that transfer guy, like we got a kid from Georgia State, you know, that's 94 to 96 off the mound. You know, I'm going to go get that guy before I go get a high school guy that's probably 88, 89, because this guy's pitched before uh, in college baseball. And then now with COVID, he has instead of two years left, he has three. You know, so it, it, it comes down to some a business. It's a business. Um, I really feel sorry for a lot of those kids because what usually happens now is um, they have to walk on or they have to have really high academics to be able to go into college because even the junior colleges are backed up because of it. So normally that, that high school kid, you would tell him, hey, just go to junior college and I'll keep up with you. But when he gets to JUCO, it's the same way. You know, uh, uh, the JUCO I went to, I, my buddies, Coach Steele, I mean, they had 15 outfields, you know. Hmm. Um, even this year, you know, with, with me only having six scholarships, in the fall I had 55 players, you know. So wow. it's just, it just, it's backed up. And there's no money for, for kids now unless they're, they're super academic. And then a lot of the kids still thinking, Hey, I want a scholarship. I want a scholarship. But if you weigh it, you go, if, if I got a scholarship money, I'm going to give it to this kid that's been played some college baseball, but has three years left than giving it to a, a kid that hadn't played any college baseball, maybe a little raw. You don't know how he's going to adjust to college baseball. You know, so which one are you going to do? You're going to get that older kid, right? Somebody that has some stats against college baseball. It's just that's just a no-brainer. So I, I really feel it's it's a tough situation uh, for high school kids. It, it really is. And, and so with the pandemic, let's look maybe three or four years from now. Will it go back yeah, to and I'll use the term the traditional way, or it's or is it where we at now? Is it here to stay in the near it's, future? It's pretty much. I think it's pretty much here to stay. Um, with with you adding that that uh, transport portal caveat to it, I think you is here to stay uh, because now you get those kids. Uh, the transport portal is full of kids, and what they do is if they've already played at your old misses and your Arkansas's and like that, and what football and the SWAC has done has given those kids a gateway to come to another D one and play, and they still get the the. Uh, the, 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 the prestige of being D1 because of who they are, well, the same thing is going to trickle down into baseball. You know, those same kids going to start to lead those big D1s and come down to a, a Southern or a Grambling or a Jackson and still play and still have a chance to get drafted. You know, so, yeah, that's going to still hurt the high school kids tremendously. Some of the comments as we're talking – Coach Juco's a stack. Chuck says those are those out of high school going to NCAA Division two and three and NAIA. Is it the same? We and it's just me saying it, Coach. You you feel free to disagree. I think we've okay. opened up Pandora's box 
Actually, yeah. and the genie's out of the bottle, and it won't get back. And uh, wow! And then too, speak to the point of, and me and Charles Edmund, you know, been talking about this for a while. Is it now too with with the way things are now? Is it more pressure to win immediately now, no matter what sport? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it, it's it's way more pressure to win now because you got so many ways to to get better faster. You know, uh, it also increases the chances of a lot of cheating going on as well. You know, just throw that part out there, you know, because much is given what you expected. Yeah. With NILs, you know, deals like even my team, I have probably five or six guys that's got NIL deals at UAPB, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. eventually if you want to win and you got a, a city like just say Southern, I mean, you get the right businesses to help you get these kids and they give them an NIL deal. Hey, you'll be pretty good pretty quick. But speaking of that, Coach, there's a, there's a university that's taking advantage of that now, not too far from you in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, um, yeah, they're, 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 they're flipping, they're flipping commitments, and and but basically, I think they're going around. And you know, look, I understand they're recruiting some of the, you guys recruit some of the same players, right? A lot of times, but boy, mm-hmm. some, somebody, somebody's being like, uh, they're they're looking and they're coming right behind. If someone says, "Hey, we're recruiting the same player," but guess what? I got some boosters and business in here that we can um, get you, say, ten thousand dollars. Hey, well, hey, and and, I, and, and, and that's and what you're up against. As a coach, I don't blame a player. I I I, I don't blame a player not one bit uh, for for capitalizing on their athletic ability right now. I mean, my thing is, what's the difference between that athlete and a regular student that can go out and start their own business? and make money while they're in college, they're doing it off their skill. So why can't a, a student athlete make it off his skill? Because pro ball is not guaranteed for everybody. And if I can make enough money it, 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 to be able to take care of myself and give myself a fresher start uh, after college, you know, look look how much advantage that is for a student athlete. So, you know, that's just where we is. And as a coach, I got to learn how to deal in the Wild West now. I'm looking at, and I've been saying that, but um, some of uh, the listeners and watchers are saying that JSU, with their non-conference schedule, they didn't deserve an at-large bid. And then um, Rav wanted to know if you guys are going to be playing a baseball series in, um, what's that, Dallas, Fort Worth, or Arlington, like you did last year? Uh, well, we're still working on that. Uh, right now, we're, okay. we, it's not planned. Uh, but it's something that that may happen uh, within the next week or so. You know, if we can okay. get the venue, because all we did last year was I moved my home game, and uh, at the time Grambling and Prairie was going to move their home game to, uh, to 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 Dallas. That's that's kind of how we done that. So uh, if, if we can secure the venue, uh, I think we'll do it again because we had a really good turnout, especially for it to be a pandemic. We had a really good turnout. And then we were down two teams because of COVID, because Grambling and Prairie View didn't get a chance to play. So um, that's something that may happen, uh, but we, we, we'll see. 
Well, Coach, uh, I'll end it here. We could probably go another hour. I'm sure the conversation uh, will continue after the show. But I I guess I'm a traditionalist, but as far as looking at now how you guys recruit and the type of players you're trying to get in and win now, I understand that aspect. Um, And I'll still say one of my biggest things is as far as uh, you guys coaching, there, there are a lot of uh, young men and women who have followed the process. They, they, they've been told that's the way you do it, and you want to see them have opportunities uh, to, to, to be able to coach, no matter what sport. And those position coaches, I always uh, feel for them because they deserve the opportunity. Opportunities, coach, that's what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah. hey, the game has changed now, and, um, hey, no grace period. You you win or lose or go yeah. home, coach. Final comments. Well, I just I I just think that you know we're just in a different time now in athletics, uh, and unfortunately for HBCUs, it wasn't really designed for us. You know, we we we're kind of thrust into it, and it's not really designed for us. So I think it hurts our kids more. You know, meaning not our top tier kids. It hurts our kids that that maybe need a little bit extra time to grow and get better that would normally come to an HBCU and get a chance to play immediately and then grow into this player. Well, that's not going to happen anymore, you know, because of just the way things are. And um, you know just how it is, too, with, with it, within the conference, everything happens like a knee-jerk reaction, you know, uh, if one school don't get it done quick and they get rid of their coach and then one coach comes in there and he wins quickly, then the other coaches end up getting fired too because everybody goes, this is supposed to go. But as HBCUs, we're really not on that on that pace. You know, we don't have all those things that we need or, or we should have to be able to handle what's going on now with recruiting and the way college athletics is being ran right now. You know, so – we are at a disadvantage as well. You know, everybody's kind of like just grabbing what you can grab and doing what you can do, and, and a lot of people are going to get hurt uh, behind us. We're going to lose a lot of African-American athletes uh, in the next few years because of this. We really yeah. are. That's the sad yeah. thing about well, it. Yeah, parents are concerned. Like I said, I, I, I'm sure you, you've talked to some uh, parents and um it, it it's a it's a tough situation some good things have happened but also some not so good yeah. but coach um it's, hey stay stay safe man yeah man this kids that i would normally take that i can't take because i can get a better kid you know mm-hmm. and it's 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 hard to tell a parent of a kid they didn't took up to all these showcases and camps and all that, and the kid can play. And you go, I can't offer you anything but an opportunity. And then now with the roster sizes shrinking back down, even the opportunity is not going to be there. Mm. You know, because you got all these kids, this backlog of, of, of athletes. And then what hurts us too is with the transfer portal, if you get a kid that comes in and they get really good and they can leave out their year. Yeah, you know, can. so you know, you you having to over recruit 
at the same time, so it's going to make a lot of us liars. To be honest with you, it's going to make a lot of us liars because wow. you don't know for one next who you're going to have. Just like we play at LSU next year, my team will be basically juniors next year. We go in there and play well. What if they like one of my guys? He's going to leave. Now, the other kid that I've been talking to that I turned down, he's going somewhere else. So now I'm going to have to steal somebody else. You know, kid. Hmm. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna get pretty bad. I, I'm, I'm reminded of that that old story, Coach. Um, a dog had a bone in his mouth, and he saw his reflection <laughs> in the water. And he has one, but it, hey, I want two. He drops the one bone he he has. Now he has none, and all he has is a right. reflection of how silly he looks. Um. Coach, I understand. Trust me, it, it, it's a it's a tough situation, man. And boy, whew, being a coach and being a director of athletics, it's tough. And then throw in the president and chancellor of the university. Yeah, coach, got to end it there. Appreciate the time. We'll right. talk real soon, man. All right, all right. Thank you. That was coach. Thank you, coach. That was coach Carlos James, head baseball coach at University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Well overdue for a timeout. I got one guest left. That's Brandon B.J. Jones. Take a quick timeout. When I come back, I'll be joined by B.J. Jones. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. Wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. They say things are bigger in Texas. Well, Texas Cowboy Dust delivers big flavors every time. A flavorful blend of onion, Himalayan pink salt, dried shiitake mushrooms, and other ingredients that pair marvelously with steak, other red meats, and just about anything else you can cook. This versatile blend is all you need. Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Some carriers will give you just one measly entertainment subscription. One is no fun. With Verizon, there's up to seven entertainment subscriptions with your unlimited plan. That's seven times the... <laughs> Seven times the... No, no. Seven times the... Yes. Music, gaming, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, ESPN+, Plus, and more. That's seven times the entertainment. Because everyone deserves better. And with plans starting at just $35, better costs less than you think. Bounty versus the old family dish towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. 
Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. It's something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. You see, Head & Shoulders has a scalp shield technology protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working! I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head & Shoulders scalp shield. Never not working. It's been difficult because I hadn't been able to see my grandchildren. An expression on someone's face when you do something nice for them. I miss all my friends in school. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccine. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton, Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. Wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. They say things are bigger in Texas. Well, Texas Cowboy Dust delivers big flavors every time. A flavorful blend of onion, Himalayan pink salt, dried shiitake mushrooms, and other ingredients that pair marvelously with steak, other red meats, and just about anything else you can cook. This versatile blend is all you need. Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. 
Some carriers will give you just one measly entertainment subscription. One is no fun. With Verizon, there's up to seven entertainment subscriptions with your unlimited plan. That's seven times the... <laughs> seven times the... No, no. Seven times the... Yeah. Music, gaming, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, ESPN+, Plus, and more. That's seven times the entertainment. Because everyone deserves better. And with plans starting at just $35, better costs less than you think. Bounty versus the old family dish towel. Drying with a fresh sheet of Bounty leaves your hands cleaner than a used dish towel that can carry and redistribute food residue. So ditch the dish towel for better hand hygiene. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Welcome back to this final segment of today's show here on the Coles Brown Show, right here on the Black College Sports Network. Kind of recap what we talked about on the show today. Southern University uh, dropped both games, both on the women and the men's side, to Grambling State University uh, last Saturday. Today, they take on the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff both on the women's and the men's side. And then Monday night, uh, Mississippi Valley State, both on the women's and men's side. Southern University, Coach Dooley has completed his staff, and we'll put up the clip for you. Terrence Graves, assistant head coach, special teams coach, linebackers coach. Also, you see Earl Mackey, assistant director of football operations, and then also Sean Wallace, uh, safeties coach. Now, at Southern University, and Coach Dooley uh, spoke about his relationship with Coach Graves. And, um, you know, one of the things I know uh, some of you on social media saying, well, you know, it gives you the flavor of back in the 90s under Coach Pete Richardson when uh, he uh, was a head football coach at Southern University. But that was a time where, hey, it was a tremendous time, and Coach Graves his uh, relationship with Coach Richardson, Coach Dooley. And, and now I don't think it's trying to recreate that, per se, uh, culture. But it's a little bit of uh, the the old, a little bit of the new. Coach Dooley, now, of course, the head football coach at Southern University. They had a big recruiting, or they, they have a big recruiting weekend going on as we speak. Um, but, uh, hey, the bottom line is this. You got to have a good staff around you. It's a good mixture of young, experienced coaches, uh, Coach Miller, defensive uh, coordinator and cornerback coach. Of course, Coach Dooley will be the uh, offensive coordinator as well as the head football coach. So with that being said, uh, they'll hit the ground running in, in March. I think it's March 16th uh, when they'll start spring practice. And you'll kind of get a glimpse. They've already started their um, conditioning. The semester starts, what, Wednesday uh, for Southern University. So it'll be an opportunity for this football team to get better. We talked about high expectations. Uh, I think each institution in the conference, they expect to win. They expect to win now. So we'll see. Southern University, they'll have high expectations for football. 
they were picked to do well in the Western Division last year. Of course, Purview wins the Western Division. Southern University did not do well, four and seven on the season. Now looking forward, they've got to do well. Now, is it going to be a grace period? I'm sure, but expectations will be high. So Coach Dewey completes his staff. Um, congratulations and welcome back to Coach Graves, Sean Wallace, who played at Southern University. Uh, now on the staff, you have Demarcus Miller, defensive line coach, and I'm really interested in, in, in seeing what those two bring to the table. We knew uh, we we knew that they were outstanding football players at Southern University. Now they're on the coaching pedigree, and they get an opportunity now to coach on the collegiate level. Always talk about opportunities. Hey, they, they're getting the opportunity. The uh, Andrew Dawson Classic um, has announced their participants in um, Alabama State, FAMU, Grambling State, Jackson State, uh, Prairie View and them, Southern University, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and the University of New Orleans will participate in uh, the Andrew Dawson or the Andre Dawson Classic. Uh, we also talk about in the SWAC basketball conference race, and you look at on the men's side, Alcorn State and Southern University, they sit atop of the conference, uh, four and one. On the women's side, Jackson State, Alabama State, and Southern University and Arkansas Pine Bluff. They are in the mix of four. It's still early. You still have to uh, go against your competition. There's also a pandemic still going on. That's just everyday aspect of our lives that you have to deal with. So, who gets the who gets the consistency? Who's able to overcome adversity when you have that in the season? These are some of the uh, teams, and this is some of the things that they're going to have to do to uh, get through of this season. Also, we talked to uh, Coach Carlos James, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. Uh, you can always go back and, and review this show here on the Black College Sports Network on Twitter, on YouTube, on my Facebook page, The Carlos Brown Show. Um, check it out. Go back and check it out. It, it, it was an interesting conversation about um, swag baseball season, uh, Andrew Dawson Classic uh, also uh, talked about the transfer portal and, and, and high school athletes and their, their opportunities now to uh, get a chance to get scholarships and to play in an era now where the transfer portal is, is deep. JUCO, there's not a lot of slots available. You see in the transfer portal, there are a lot of student athletes that will not uh, get a chance to, to play. Uh, so he, he also talks about the, the, the situation he's in comparable to whether I take a, someone to transfer a portal that has experience against someone out of high school right now. It, it's a tough situation. So with that being said, I appreciate everyone for uh, tuning in. Make sure you tune in every Saturday from uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Colos Brown Show, exclusively right here on the Colos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. 
Don't forget, like and subscribe on all social media platforms. We appreciate the support. Until next Saturday at 11 a.m., as always, peace and God bless. Thank you.